0: doing on this Friday? We streamed twice yesterday. We did some uh, Warhammer, and then we had a whole mess of people playing Halo last night. So if you missed out, you can go back and re-watch those. Make sure you have the notifications turned on for when we hop on live. Twitchy Twist on the road heading to uh, south of Austin. Drive safe. Are you going to be anywhere near New Braunfels? Uh, Twitchy says, dude, love the Viking rune screen switch. Man, I've had that for a while. I thought you'd pay attention, man. That hurts my feelings. Robin, oh, you guys are getting snow up north in Wisconsin. Tyler, do you miss that? Uh,
1: Yeah, sometimes.
0: Sometimes. Does it depend yes. on how long it sticks around for? Um, yeah. Like, is it is it one of those? Even when you're living up there, you're kind of like, all right. It's been a couple of days. Can we get rid of the snow now, please?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure.
0: Uh, Nightmare Rabbit, hello in the Twitch chat. How you doing? Lots of topics we're going to be discussing today. I was trying to send out a tweet, but it's not letting me attach a GIF, and that's a problem. Oh, it completely logged me out. fan That's a shame. Well, then I guess I won't be tweeting that out. All right, coming up on the uh, program today. Talk about my wife's graduation gift. Uh, Boba, uh, the book of Boba Fett has been amazing. I have some updates on that uh, that recipe, that uh, cookbook that my mom got me for uh, by Michael Simon, Fix It with Food. We've been doing that all week. Coming up in gaming news, we have uh, the Halo Three servers rest in peace they shut him down officially yesterday god of war was released on pc today battlefield 2042 is pretty terrible we'll get to uh how you know it's really bad fans are obsessed with a leaked elden ring enemy uh gta 6 might launch coming up in 2024 the settlers would you say the settlers or the settlers tyler The Settlers. The Settlers. That's going to be a uh, city building game. It's coming up in March, but they're going to have a beta coming up here next week. Warhammer Age of Sigmar. That's looking like it's been bumped back to 2023, and that was one of the most anticipated games of 2022. Even more so than Elden Ring. I don't know about that. I'm I'm joking. Yeah. I'm full of crap. Uh, There's a Russian game developer. They turned an employee into a dlc character to help pay for a prosthetic arm it's a pretty cool move by them uh going on entertainment news steve harvey i finally agree with him i have uh not been quiet about the fact that i just don't like the guy i just don't like steve harvey i think he's obnoxious i think his shtick is old it's the same thing over and over again how can we get somebody to say penis on family feud and he said some really stupid things in regards to religion. Like he was one of those guys. Like if you don't, if you don't have, like if you're not following God, then I have no need to talk to you. Was essentially what he said. Uh, Cardi B, we have some news on her. I'm not the biggest fan of her. I have no problem saying that, but I'm pretty sure she don't give up. Quantum Leap sequel, Quantum Leap, not Quantum Leak. That'd be an interesting movie or a TV show, Quantum Leap. A sequel uh, has been greenlit by NBC. Big news for Tyler. Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet have split. so sad. Tyler audibly reacted to that when he read the news. Was that yesterday or Wednesday?
1: It was yesterday.
0: Yeah. Which is interesting because my wife audibly did as well. Hers was much more animated and loud than Tyler's. Tyler's was just more of a, wow. Like they're getting divorced. Like it was it was a true it was a true I think I felt the shock in your voice.
1: That well, was truly shocking.
0: Yeah. Coming up in sports, Amari Cooper. He apparently broke protocol by attending a Mavericks game. JJ Watt. He might be able to return on Monday for the Cardinals. We'll do an NFL playoffs preview. And then there's a loophole in the city of Brooklyn that might allow Kyrie Irving to play home games. It is the return of five fast questions. By the way, and um, going through this cookbook, it's kind of rejuvenated my love of cooking. Now I'm not a great cook. I'm okay. I can get by in the kitchen. By no means am I one step away from my own show on the Food Network, unless they're looking for something somebody mediocre. If you're looking for mediocre, hit me up, Food Network. Pair me up with Michael Simon. We got the bald head. I think he's got a beard now. So we have some simple cooking tips that could actually help you out in the in the kitchen. But yeah, a lot of things we're going to talk about today. How's life over in Tyler's world? It's pretty good. Did you Ain't enjoy no the Halo conflicts. last night?
1: I did. We actually got a lot of big games in.
0: Yeah, and it was... Um, I don't know if there's been a little bit of a rollout already... But we were able to get in more um, big game, ba- uh, big team battle last night. Of course, we had essentially an entire team. We had up to ten people uh, playing last night, and uh, we even did some team—or not some team rockets, but some just free-for-all rockets, which was great. So, if you guys want, go back and check that out. My buddy Kai was in town last night; he's always a riot. It was funny as he was trying to. Um, as he was trying to get my kid to laugh at a joke. He started to understand my frustrations. Because he'd tell a joke, I would laugh. Even now and then even my wife would be like, eh, I don't get it. And then my kid's just like, Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I got I got nothing for you, man. And I just looked at Kyle I'm like, now you know. And I can't remember which I can't remember which was the first joke that really landed, but I high fived him for it because it was that it was uh it was that big of a moment but the one that got the biggest laugh was Tyler why was Tigger looking in the po- uh, Tigger why uh, why was Tigger looking in the toilet
1: I'm assuming he was looking for poo
0: he was looking for poo and my kid absolutely loved it so I'm hoping she tells that joke at school today we can only hope
1: he's looking for the head of the CCP <laughs>
0: But, uh, yeah, lots of good things to talk about today. So my wife, if you guys don't know, follow me on social media. You can actually, if you go to my Instagram page, it's at the Real Brand of Lori, and you can also go follow my wife as well because she is now on Instagram. She started a business account, and she shared over there and on her Facebook page. Um, I bought her a Cameo. You know what Cameo is, right, Tyler?
1: Cameo? I, I know what a Cameo appearance is.
0: But you don't know what, the, like, the company Cameo is?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so.
0: So it's, uh, it's basically it's a website where you can go to where celebrities are there and you can pay to have a personalized message to somebody. It could be for a birthday. It could be an anniversary. It could be anything that you want. You could just do it just for fun, and they all have different prices. There was something that we did on the morning show that was uh, um, you would kind of compare three celebrities and you would guess which one uh, was worth more on Cameo. Okay. And I decided that I was going to get. Originally, I looked for somebody that was on that that novella that my wife watches. They were nobody. No, no, nobody was there from that show. And then I was gonna. I was looking into Insync. She was diehard Insync fan back in the day, and um, there was no members of Insync. Uh, well, no, I take it back. I think there's three, but she she was like a big fan of uh, uh, J C Chaz. He wasn't available. So then I went to 90 Day Fiance. It's a show we both watch, we both love. And I was trying to find the one, the one couple or the one person that had always like kind of popped and she was always a big fan of. And there's this couple, Kenneth and or or Kenny and Armando, who they're in 90 Day Fiance the other way. So that means that they are, um, uh, the American went to uh, live in Mexico. And I got her reaction. And if if she allows me to, I'm gonna piece it together so that you'll have a side by side of her reaction with their video, and then I'll share that on social media. Um, so you guys will hopefully be able to to check that out. But uh, she loved it, man. She loved it, and she absolutely. You know what the first words out of her mouth when it was all done were, "Tyler." I have no idea. Damn you, Brandon!
1: What?
0: <laughs> because I always overdo gifts, and she's like, she's like, you did, you did yourself again. She's oh, like I, I can't, I can't believe that you, that you, that you got them, and it was a great. And they, man, because the thing is, you can see samples of, um, of, of their work, and there's some that you they just phone it in, man. A lot of athletes, you'll go there, and they're just like, it'd be like, uh, Tyler Savret's birthday, um, happy birthday. I heard you're 35. 35- No, 34, and it's it's a jumbled mess, and you can tell they didn't put any work into it, and it's terrible. And then there's other people who really go all out. Somebody who really goes big on these things is the guy that played Kevin in The Office. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Brian Baumgartner. How much, if you had to guess, Tyler, how much do you think for, and they're usually around two to three minutes, how much do you think he costs?
1: For a two to three minute message, I for hope two to three minute message, like a hundred
0: bucks, go up. It's like five hundred dollars, two twenty-five. Uh, okay. And I think out of everybody on the office, actually, um, Leslie David Baker, who played Stanley, he goes for three forty-nine. And wow, the lady that played Jan, except she's had some other roles as well that's boosted her. She's $499. Good Lord. But I will remember? send you a
1: two to three minute message for
0: $20. <laughs> I tell you what, we'll do it here. If you guys donate $20, if you want to put that in the Twitch chat there, Tyler, if you guys donate $20, Tyler and I, and you, you can, uh, we'll get your information and we will, uh, you you send us what you want us to say and Tyler and I will personalize a message for you for 20 bucks. How does that sound?
1: It got to be a positive message, nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dirty well, or...
0: well, coincidentally enough, Brett Favre got catfished on this and there was some weird white supremacist thing where it was this like it was it's a whole story where they they got him to say a kind of a bunch of underground white supremacist sayings. Um yeah this was back in 2018 headline brett Favre. oh god bless it i don't want to subscribe all i want all i want to do is read your story i mean i'll even turn off my ad blocker if need be but it says here uh gosh if i could get an article that didn't doesn't have just a ton of ads oh my god Brett Favre sickened as white supremacists dupe him into using anti-Semitic language in video. In a statement posted on his Facebook page on Saturday, of course, this isn't Saturday, this was back in 2018. Says the uh, ex-Green Bay Packers quarterback wrote that he received a request through the Cameo app to record what he believed was a message of support for a veterans group. According to Cameo's terms of service, users can buy personalized video messages from celebrities and athletes. Favre, who had uh, to approve the message, received $500 for each recording. And it was... uh, Brett Favre here with a shout-out to the Handsome Truth and the GDL Boys. You guys are patriots in my eyes, so keep waking them up and don't let the small get you down. And so he went on to talk about all this stuff, and it was basically just a way of them getting to promote their kind of white supremacist bullcrap. Who would you want on Cameo, Tyler? If you could pick anybody in the world, who would who would you pay for to get a personalized message from?
1: Anybody in the world. Anybody. Oh, man.
0: And I'll look, I'll look them up right now, and I'll see if they're there.
1: All right. Um, Scarlett Johansson.
0: He's going Scar Joe. Uh, it does not look like there's Scarlett Johansson, but if you type in Scarlett, you get a bunch of girls in bikinis. So there's that. Just you as have, good. You have a. Now
1: I want I want Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa to send me a message. An explanation together? of what happened.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Yeah, there's this one girl here. It just says adult. I'm assuming she's probably an adult star. But anyway, so that's what I did for my wife. Didn't send her an adult film star, but uh, it was uh, Kenny and Armando from 90 Day Fiance the other way. They're a great couple. They're a really great story. And they and I, I went with them as well because watching their videos that they had done for previous people, they really go above and beyond. I even tipped them extra. So they send you a message afterwards, and it's like, hey, do you want to send a thank you? And it'll even link, like, do you want to tip? And I was like, you know what? You know, even from what I already paid, they just they did so good. So I shot him a little extra dough right there. I had no problems doing that. All right, moving on to the uh, first few topics here. We have uh, do a little screen share here. Make sure it shows what I'm looking at because this popped up on my Reddit today. Or somebody over on the Star Wars subreddit wrote, I designed a timeline of on screen canon media categorized by the area uh, era they take place in. This is pretty impressive, right, Tyler? That's pretty cool. You have Fall of the Jedi, which includes Episode 1, Episode 2, The Clone Wars, and Episode 3. You have Reign of the Empire, which includes the Bad Batch, Jedi Fallen Order, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is going to be the show we're going to get soon, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. Then you have the Age of Rebellion. That's going to kick off with Andor, who was from Rogue One. Then you have Star Wars Rebels, Rogue One. Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, obviously being the original trilogy, and then you also have uh, Battlefront Two. Why would they put Battlefront Two there? I thought Battlefront Two covered all of the eras, or a few different eras. Mm. Yeah,
1: actually, I think you're right.
0: Yeah, because yeah, I always get stuck playing with the damn droids. They should have put that they're... in uh, Follow the Jedi as well.
1: But I mean, the campaign takes place during the Age of Rebellion, so that's. Oh
0: really yeah, yeah, great. yeah. Okay, yeah, you're right. With the chick that plays uh, Shiva from the league.
1: Yes. <laughs> like, wow, that was crazy.
0: <laughs> did you double take on that, too? When you were playing yes. that? Yeah, I was, like, God, I was like, I don't know if I, doubled, I did a double take, but I was like, God, she looks so familiar. Where do I know this person from? And I was probably 45 minutes into the campaign when I realized, oh, my God, that's Shiva Kamini Soma Kondikram. And then it goes to the New Republic. That's where you have the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. And then you have Rise of the First Order. That's where you have Star Wars Resistance. Then The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and the Rise of Skywalker. And that's going to transition very smoothly over to the Book of Boba Fett. Spoiler alerts, spoiler alerts, spoiler alerts. I don't know how else I need to uh, explain this stuff to you. Although I do see that I need to change. Crap. I'm running into some issues with my stuff here. Hold on. There we go. There it is. Just had to move something slightly. So, you have not seen The Book of Boba Fett, correct? No. Because you don't have Disney+. Plus. What's wrong with you, sir? But anyway. So, the first episode of The Book of Boba Fett, it was kind of slow. It shows how he gets out of the Sarlacc. Second episode, it starts to pick up. Third episode, it's getting even better. And the kind of the big thing for the Book of Boba Fett is the guest stars. Have you heard of who has guest starred so far in the Book of Boba Fett? No. Uh, One of my favorite actors of all time, Stephen Root. Do you know who Stephen Root is? I don't think so. Stephen Root... He was Jimmy James in News Radio. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of what else you would know him from.
1: The station owner?
0: He was the station owner. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know who that is.
0: Yeah. So that, so that's Steven Root. He, he was in this uh, in this episode. If I could talk today, I'm having a real problem. God didn't get a lot of sleep last night. We're up playing Halo. It's gonna be a rough one today, folks. But. Um, he had a guest, uh, a guest spot and Danny Trejo as well. Really? Danny Trejo was in it. He he plays a character that delivers a rancor to Boba Fett. And in the episode, Boba's like, I want to ride that thing. And Danny Trejo was like, all right, cool. Because when uh, the, the rancor gets dropped off to Boba Fett, it's got blinders on. And so Boba asks uh, Danny Trejo's character why he has blinders. He's like... 'Cause it's still a calf and when it when it first sees, it attaches itself to that first thing that it sees. So obviously they take off the blinders and the first thing it sees is Boba Fett so that he can ride it. And we're starting to learn now that, that rancors maybe aren't these big, just gruesome creatures that we were led to believe from Return of the Jedi. At least that's the way Danny Trejo's character explains it. He's like, Yeah, you know, they're trained to fight, but deep down they're actually just they're they're just sweet animals. Wow, Stephen Root is 70 years old. Oh, he, God, I always forget. He's Milton from Office Space. They took his red swing line stapler. I constantly forget that that's him.
1: Okay, oh, To burn the place down.
0: <laughs> wait, could you do that again for me? Uh, probably not. Ah, oh, damn it. I gotta, see, i got to be ready to mute the music when you're doing stuff like that. And he was in King of the Hill. And smaller role, he played the fish Bubbles in Pixar. Uh, uh, Pixar is Finding Nemo. The one that's obsessed when that little chest pops open and the bubbles come up? That's Steven Root doing that voice. See, you learn something new every day. So the Book of Boba Fett's been great. Again, it's building by the episode Episode 1, kind of eh Episode 2, a little bit better Episode 3, really good Because you get to see uh, It's Black Kersantin They say his name in the episode Fennec Shan, Ming-Na Wen's character Says uh, the, the name And of course, now I probably got it wrong Because I'm still trying to think if I got that right or not Black Kersantin But that's the Wookiee that we saw in episode 2 Oh, and he's a badass, man. God. But there's an article here for uh, Business Insider that says demand for the Book of Boba Fett is far behind where it was for The Mandalorian after its debut. While it hasn't enjoyed the rapid success of its predecessor, demand for Boba Fett is still high, though. We're only on episode three, of course. But it says during their first 11 days of availability on Disney Plus, demand for The Mandalorian was 75.5% higher than Boba Fett in the United States. Of course, I think this is going to change. I got a feeling that they're probably going to bring in some pretty big guest stars. They've already, like, Steven Root and Danny Trejo, those weren't Star Wars characters. We were just excited for those actors. Black Kersantan, I was super excited that, that he showed up because he's from the comic books. I'm kind of hoping they bring in somebody to play Dr. Afra, which would be really cool. Um, and there had also been rumors that Han Solo might make an appearance. I doubt that. Like, if you were to guess, scale of one to ten, one being not going to happen, ten being it's definitely going to happen. Tyler, where would you put it on that scale of um, Han Solo shows up in the Book of Boba Fett?
1: Um, probably a zero.
0: Oh, so you don't think it's happening at all?
1: No, I think uh, Harrison Ford is done playing that character.
0: Well, I don't think it would be Harrison Ford.
1: But isn't this like... uh, So you think they'd bring in a new person to play Han Solo just for this? I think they'd have to. Well, I mean, if they're going to do it, yeah. That's why I don't think they're going to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if they kind of learned their lesson after uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Because, I mean, I still don't think that that was a terrible movie. I liked the movie. It's just the guy that was playing... Han Solo, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, some of it Alden, was kind
0: Alden of- Ehrenreich? Wasn't that his name? Um,
1: I'm not sure. I don't even... I, I think I saw it once and I only half paid attention to it. Got boring real fast.
0: Yeah, you didn't like it? Nah, man. We could even potentially get maybe Donald Glover showing up as Lando Calrissian. We could get uh, Amelia Clark showing up as Kira. These are all things that uh, definitely could happen here in the Book of Boba Fett.
1: Are they doing flashbacks? Yep. Oh, okay.
0: But they could also just make them look a little bit older. So, I mean, that's, they, if they can de-age them, they could just make them look slightly older. That would be a pretty big gamble on their part, though. But yeah, Book of Boba Fett's been really good. I have been a fan. Right, I'm going to give you a quick update here on um, the old diet this week. So my mom had uh, gifted me um, a cookbook by Michael Simon. He's on the the Food Network and all kinds of different shows, and uh, he's a brilliant chef. And the book is called Fix It With Food, and it's all about how to battle autoimmune issues and uh, inflammation with food. So the diet essentially cuts out a lot of the things that are known to cause inflammation, things like red meat. So it's been really weird. Because for most of the week, I haven't eaten meat. I essentially became a vegetarian this week. Not vegan, because I'm pretty sure a lot of this stuff might have had other... Actually, it might have been vegan. Well, I think it was supposed to be. One of, them, one of the recipes called for dairy-free Parmesan cheese. And I, I didn't feel like trying to tour El Paso to find that. So, I just put normal Parmesan cheese in there. But I think it's working. I'm able to work out. I'm not waking up sore. My wife has said the same thing. So we're definitely reaping the benefits of it. Now, last night, since Kai was in town, um, you know, we we decided to have a cheat night, and we went Texas Roadhouse, baby. Because nothing beats Texas Roadhouse and a beer, man. I'm telling you. That roadhouse. is glorious. Roadhouse. But I'm going to keep pursuing this thing, and we're just going to keep going down that path. And it's... Uh, yeah, it's been really good. I, I highly I I applaud Michael Simon for putting the book out there. It's been it's been highly beneficial to me. Moving on to our first discussion topic. What are some examples of truly great DLC as in downloadable content? I had one that immediately came to mind when I saw this pop up, Tyler. What comes to your mind? when you think of just i mean truly great dlc and it doesn't have to be like oh this game sucked and then the dlc made it better the game could have been great as well it's just what dlc was just damn that was awesome
1: fallout new vegas has the best dlc ever ever ever
0: and what did that uh ex- um comprise of
1: follow new vegas had four dlcs that expanded the story they fit in so great they were dlc done right it, i think that's widely regarded as the best dlc that has ever done and it like brought a close to the story
0: interesting <clears throat> it was brilliant we, we could talk about the new star wars the old republic uh dlc except that got bumped we're about what a month away from that little over? Is it February 22nd, uh, I think?
1: Yeah, I think it's February 22nd.
0: That's when that, That's when the new uh, DLC's coming out. The one that popped into my brain immediately was Undead Nightmare for Red Dead Redemption. Oh. Did you ever play the Undead Nightmare?
1: No, I never played it.
0: Oh, my God. It was so cool, and it actually uh, comes up number three. And now this is obviously based on people voting over on on reddit so um somebody here said not sure if someone mentioned it but knife of dunwall is my favorite dlc that's the, the answer that made it to the top of the board second one was age of empires the conquerors it wasn't downloadable in the modern sense but it was an addendum to an existing game i guess that would count right don't you think you could throw that in there tyler yeah works uh and then the number three it's uh, pops up here it's undead nightmare which was for uh, Red Dead Redemption. And so some of the comments that were on here, zombies in the Wild West, the four horses of the apocalypse. I think that's what made it so cool to me is I went and got one, I can't remember which one it was, but you could go tame those horses and ride those around and it was just so stinking cool. I mean, it was essentially like a mod is what it felt like. This person goes on to say, I nearly forgot this masterpiece of of a DLC. Such a shame Rockstar denies to make uh, DLCs for the latest installments. God, that would be so cool if they did it again, man. The four horses alone is what did it for me, somebody else says here. Nothing cooler than galloping through the Wild West and Northern Mexico on effing pestilence. Somebody else here liked war, even though, quote, wasn't the best. Oh yeah, and then somebody else uh, made a comment here about you skipping over the sad Sasquatch because his family is dead. Yeah, that was oof, that was a sad part of the Undead Nightmare. I wish you would have played that more. Do you ever have a game like that, Tyler, where you truly enjoyed it, but for some reason or another, it just got pushed to side pushed to the side, and then you just you never really played it as much as you wanted to? Uh, I don't think so. God, that happened with me and Red Dead Redemption and it's currently happening with Red Dead Redemption 2 but there's so many other good video games out there like last night we were playing Halo uh, before earlier in the day we were playing uh, Warhammer Space Marine there's just so many good games out there somebody else is saying that I would love if Rockstar did Undead Nightmare for Red Dead Redemption 2 A twitchy Twist says, "No Man's Sky was a crap game when it came out, but after time, they were able to improve on the game." So you're mentioning Tyler there that you don't know if that counts as DLC. Was that like, was it just patches to kind of improve on the game?
1: Yeah, I think, I think they they build it as a DLC, but it's just they're just patched the game really. It's like you didn't have to pay for it or buy it separately. They were like free updates.
0: Oh, I got you. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. But if you guys want to comment over in the chat, you're more than welcome to do that throughout the rest of the show. As we move along here, we're going to get to uh, some gaming news. As we move on over to our gaming news for today, if you are still playing Halo 3 for your Xbox 360 online, Unfortunately, servers have been shut off forever. People have been sharing some of their favorite moments and sending out uh, kind of some tributes to Halo 3. And I believe it wasn't just Halo 3. it was just it was kind of the Xbox 360 servers uh, that were going offline. Tributes to Halo 3 poured in across social media. And you can see a sampling of some of the responses below. And I'll scroll through those a little bit here on the live stream. People shared heartfelt messages about what Halo 3 meant to them. I remember Halo 3 was one of the big reasons I was able to keep in contact with a lot of my friends back home in Portland. Because I think I've said this before. I'm not really a big fan of talking on the phone. That's just never been something that I've done. Um... You know, I'll talk, you know, with my mom, you know, my sister, my dad. Hell, Alan. God, I could not get enough of talking with him a couple of days ago. My buddy that I hadn't talked to in 15 years. And he and I were just catching up. It was great. But in general, just talking on the phone was never something big for me. So when you threw a video game into that mix, it was a real easy way to keep in touch with everybody. And I thought it was always one of the big reasons with Halo 3. And hell, it's how we met Frank. Frank. If not for halo 3 we wouldn't have met frank on that weird one random day franklin we ended up on the same uh the same match so if you're playing halo 3 on the 360 say goodbye god of war got a trailer yesterday as it was being um as it was being released on pc now this is the first main game God of War that's actually been released on anything other than PlayStation. Is this something you'll check out, Tyler?
1: Oh, yes, for sure.
0: Now, have you played any of the other God of War on a PlayStation?
1: Yes, I played I think all of them.
0: I think I played one. I can't remember which one it was, but it was... Oh, I think it was I think it was a demo for one of the ones coming out, I think, on the PS3. And yeah, man That's a fun game And it looks beautiful they, they, they released that trailer yesterday Head on over to the Original Gamer Life Twitter Original Gamer Life OG Life OGL is the is It's at OG Life OGL Is where you can find it Because I, I tweeted out the, the trailer that was released As they uh, Unveil it You want to look at a a franchise that has a whole bunch of kind of extra content. God of War is certainly one of those. I've been thinking, Tyler, something that we should do. We could do the best video game franchise of all time, Bracket.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: What would we put in there? I mean, obviously we'd have to put like I think Mario. That's the OG, right? Yeah, I um, think.
1: Yes, for sure. God, so, there's so many choices. How many? How many teams would you want to go with, or how many <laughs> games oh, or franchises? I've,
0: well, I've done these brackets before, and essentially what it is is I kind of just try to rattle off as many as I can, and then you you try to find the number that's closest, like sixteen or thirty-two, that's around there. And maybe I you have to cut a few out that you wouldn't want to or add a few that you don't want to, but that's just to get to the next round.
1: Yeah, okay. But well, I think we'd have to go with 32. There's so many. Uh, I, I,
0: we'd be even close to 64. Like Battlefield, I think that would be one that we would throw in there as well.
1: Yeah, Battlefield, Call of Duty, uh, the Final Fantasy series. Uh, there's so many, man. Uh, the Elder Scrolls series, The Legend of Zelda uh, Kirby Oh yeah Don't forget
0: Kirby time. man I mean uh, Smash Brothers I was gonna say And the ones Well see but Would Smash Brothers Fall, fall under up? Mario No
1: You don't think so yeah, No Smash Brothers Is it's own thing Pokemon Smash Brothers Incorporates all. Oh of yeah
0: yeah. yeah 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 you're right Um Because I guess The things that would Fall under Mario Is Mario Kart Mario Party any of the, like the like Luigi's Mansion things like that, don't you think?
1: Yep. I mean, we could even break it up by system. Yeah. We could have the systems let's start, go up against start, each other, and then
0: let's start stewing on that a little bit. I like okay. how we're planning things so that somebody can steal this crap. Nobody's <laughs> watching anyway, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that oh. Yeah, we're, you and I, when, when we're done uh, streaming today Let's start brainstorming this thing Because that's that's a lot And with the tools that we have on the internet, internet Now we could do it Because so, we did something like this um, When I was down in Florida When March Madness would roll around I can't remember what we called it But it was essentially we did a bracket With all the rock bands that we would play Except since it was a rock radio station It was like a best of eight Because we only played eight bands It's a radio joke People who in the know will get it Because you know you always get to complain All you guys do is play Guns N' Roses and the Red Hot Chili Peppers Oh well, yeah But you forgot Led Zeppelin And ACDC And then I did one that was Movie Monster Madness Where it was all movie monsters You had Michael Myers Freddy Krueger um, Even went to Godzilla And King Kong And all these different kind of movie villains The hard part is going to be ranking them. Because, you know, you have to have, like, a number one versus a number 16. That's going to be the difficult part. But anyway, moving on. Battlefield 2042. Remember, I told you guys when I played the beta, it, it was super glitchy. I was not a big fan of it. Like, it for some strange reason, it just was not... There was guys literally falling through the buildings, through the roofs. And their parachutes. And it just... Ugh, you could tell it definitely needed a lot of work. A lot of work. Well, apparently it still needs a lot of work. And it's to the point now that the people who make the cheats are taking their cheats offline. And by the way, how can companies promote this cheating stuff and not get pinged for it, Tyler? Can you explain that to me?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. Are they really promoting it?
0: Well, there's a there's one here called uh, Amex cheats and it's a cheat group where they, they they essentially give people you know the cheats like aim bots and stuff like that that are undetectable i mean they promote it right on their page but let me get to that here in a minute because it says despite an initial positive reception to battlefield 2042 post launch has led heavy cri- has led to heavy criticism and frustration among the battlefield community Players cite technical issues, progression problems, and the lack of features and designs and design elements from previous Battlefield games as as, as its main concerns. God, it's a Friday and it's going to be a rough one. There's only so much DICE can do to fix such a big game. However, However, and it's leading to a dwindling player base. Emblematic of the problem, a cheat maker has even decided to no longer support Battlefield 2042. That's when you know it's bad. The cheatmaker's decision was brought to attention by leaker Tom Henderson, who shared a message the cheater posted on a Discord channel. According to a post from Panfiero, a member of the cheat group AIMX Cheats, the team will no longer uh, be supporting Battlefield 2042. The reason why Battlefield 2042 will no longer be supported is due to the game's ongoing performance issues impacting the cheat Think about that. As well as a shrinking number of users wanting cheats for the game since the game is dying. This thing was just released. And they got a website, Amex Cheats. It says here, we from Amex Cheats stand for quality and undetected cheats combined with excellent support. Started as a small community in mid-2020, we soon became one of the most well-known and reputable providers in the scene of hundreds of satisfied customers reputable by the way of people who make it make uh cheats for games
1: it's like uh, steroids for you know yeah right sports game yeah
0: well they promote it this is their website
1: it doesn't look like it's an actual company it just looks like it's a collection no, it's just a
0: bunch of people who who supply the cheats it's kind of messed up yep that is you guys that make it difficult to play games. Fans are obsessed with leaked Elden Ring Enemy. So Elden Ring has obviously been a big topic here on the show. Because I put out a tweet that said, what game are you most looking forward to in 2020? And I did not include Elden Ring. Which, of course, people were upset by. And that's when I found out. Exclude something majorly popular or something that people like. And they'll lose their minds and it'll get more views. Right, Tyler? The grift is real, man. It is. From Software continues to unveil new uh, details about Elden Ring, but fans are obsessed and expressing their enthusiasm in a recently leaked enemy. The leaks have confirmed visual details about an enemy enemy in Elden Ring in addition to illustrating some attack patterns that From Software fans will be able to memorize ahead of the game's release. There's YouTube content creator ERSA recently posted a clip of crucible night flow in Elden Ring and it has garnered the attention of many from software fans that are anticipating the February release crucible night flow has a number of attacks for from software fans to remember with one being an airborne attack in which the knight raises its sword to the sky before extending it forwards and hurtling back towards the tarnished you picking up Elden Ring when it comes out Tyler
1: Not when it first comes out, but I probably will pick it up, pick it up.
0: So Grand Theft Auto fans, if you are looking for Grand Theft Auto six, it looks like uh, a big fat maybe is coming that it could land in 2024. It says, according to an analyst from investment banking firm, Jeffries quoted by Stephen Totillo of Axios. There are only a handful of titles that that can provide management with the confidence to put out such a strong guidance. We believe there is at least one Rockstar IP set to be released by the fiscal year of 2024. And that was followed by a quote from research analyst Doug Kruitz of Cohen, who thinks this points to a likely GTA 6 launch in the fiscal year of 2024. So if you guys are looking for that, I
1: mean, if you're going to yeah, make it. a prediction, this is about the most scientific way that you could do it.
0: And also, it's two years away. Wow. Yeah. The Settlers. It's a uh, city building RTS. It's going to be launched coming up in March, so pay attention. If you're going to be uh, wanting to play this one, you uh, can check out the beta. Coming up here early. Uh, coming up here January uh, 20th through 24th, so that's going to be bring up the calendar here. It's going to be next Thursday through the following Monday. Is this going to be one you'll check out? You check out this? Uh...
1: Yeah, Settlers was huge. You gonna check out like, the beta? Yeah, there's like, I think they made seven games with a bunch of spinoffs. So there's a lot of Settlers was huge back in the day. It's kind of like uh, Age of Empires. They just brought that back.
0: Oh, Ghost. Thank you, sir, for the sub. We have to play. That reminds me. We we'll have to play some uh, Among Us. You guys know <laughs> that I tried. I tried to post that clip, the one where everybody voted for Ghost, and Tyler was like, "Oh my God, there's no proof," and he ended up being the imposter. I tried to share that on the original Gamer Life Instagram, and it got taken down immediately.
1: What? You got taken down?
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't know why. Because in like in the shock of seeing that it got taken down, I bumped the close button. So I, I never, I never fully read why they, they, they immediately took it down. So I gotta, I gotta go and share that and see if it gets taken down again today. So l- later today, Oh, and by the way, if you do follow me over on Instagram at the real Brandalorian, make sure you go follow original gamer life as well. Cause that's where I'm going to start posting all of our gaming clips. Those are going to start going over on original gamer life.
1: And then you posted on Reddit and someone said that, people always accuse with no proof or something like
0: that? Uh, Yeah, I guess. I don't know. All the clips that I share on Reddit get zero traction. I literally called my shot in Halo Infinite where I said, I'm going to get a no scope to finish this game. And then I did it. And it's at zero. Right? Like, you start with one upvote because you immediately get your own upvote. It's at zero, which means at least one person downvoted that shit.
1: (laughs) People on the internet Yeah right Well the thing with The ghost though Is I mean at least you have Somebody claiming That they saw him Kill someone Or something But I I just think Someone pointed out Ghost is a joke And we Everybody voted him out
0: Yeah I mean I think It was like maybe Three people Because if you If you go watch that clip You can find it You can go to my Instagram page to find it (laughs) And You just see All the little heads Pop up Of everybody who voted for Ghost. And it's to the point where you don't think there's going to be enough room in the name tag to fit all the people that voted for him. And everybody
1: was shocked that they vote, that that many people voted for Ghost.
0: Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to do that again. Coming up, we got to go play some Among Us. All right, a couple more gaming stories here. We got Warhammer Age of Sigmar. That's been delayed until late 2023. It was originally going to be coming out this year. That was one of the most anticipated games of 2022.
1: Really, this one was it? This one or is it? Or was War it always? Right? Am I
0: mistaken? Was that? uh... Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I, I read that wrong. It's um, Total War Warhammer Three is around the corner, which is one of PC, uh, which is one of the PC gamer teams' most anticipated games of 2022. Yeah, I misread that. But yeah, if you were looking for Warhammer Age of Sigmar, that's going to be delayed until late 2023. And our final uh, gaming story today: a mobile studio. Ended up making its colleague a DLC character to secretly pay for their prosthetic arm. So apparently, this gentleman was in a car accident, lost his arm, and in order to help pay for a prosthetic arm, they created him as a character in their game that people could pay for to help him pay for the prosthetic arm. Now, if you look at the face here, do you remember the show Blossom, Tyler? I do. Do you Not remember, I think it was Joey's friend. Mm, Joey yeah. Lawrence's friend. Let me see if I can find a picture of this dude. I think this was him, Michael. Is this him? Uh, no picture. Yep. So let me bring this over here. Because he he's also in uh, the show Billions. So this is the guy who we're talking about here. You see him? And now look at that guy. Does he not look the same?
1: Uh, pretty similar. Yeah.
0: Like, I immediately thought, like, oh, my God. Like, they, they must have had something. Because, I mean, he naturally, the, the the guy that they patterned this after, I mean, he looks like him anyway. And then they turned him into the character. And I was like, holy crap, I know what that guy looks like. Because I remember doing the same thing. Because this is what he looks like. Maybe now, maybe a few years ago, I'm not really sure. Obviously, if you're just listening to this uh, version of the podcast, you don't know what the hell we're looking at. But you can look up Michael Stoyanov. Um, and he played, he was one of the characters in Blossom. He plays a, a smaller character in the show, Billions. And when he kept popping up in Billions, I was like, God, I know that guy. Like, I know who that dude is. And I just kept racking my brain, racking my brain. And I don't even remember how I stumbled into it. But then I, I, I figured out that, yeah, it was the dude. It was the dude from Blossom. And he looks just like that dude, man. So there you go. That's your gaming news. (laughs) Moving on to uh, some entertainment news. Steve Harvey, he and I actually agree on something, finally. I have been no... It's been no secret that uh, I'm not a big fan of Steve Harvey. That shtick. it's old, it's tired, it's the same crap over and over again. They're going to try to get the grandma to say penis on Family Feud and then he's going to make that same stupid look. Like he's going to look shocked. But the bigger problems I had with him were things that he said I believe it was on Larry King when he was talking about religion and if you don't have religion, if you don't have God, if you're not, you know, if you don't believe in God and like like where are your morals? I have no need to talk to you. It was just it was very pompous. It was just obnoxious.
1: Are those the people that you're supposed to talk to the most?
0: You know, I'm going to look this up. There you go. Yeah, Steve Harvey calls out atheist idiots on Larry King. No, it's going to link to some videos and stuff, but yeah, he just he he continued to go on and on and on. But that's not the point of the story because Steve Harvey and I finally agree on something, and that's that cancel culture and politically uh, political correctness has killed comedy. I think we could agree on that too, right, Tyler? Oh yeah. It says here Steve Harvey slammed cancel culture. culture at the Television Critics Association press tour while promoting his new ABC Daytime Courtroom series, Judge Steve Harvey. That looks awful, by the way. The television host said that it would be impossible for him to do a comedy special in today's climate because cancel culture could cost him his courtroom show and his career. I say screw it. Be bold. Do it. They'll probably make him more famous, Right? He goes on to say, quote, the only way I can do one more special... As if it's at the end of my television career, because it will end my television career. We're in the cancel culture now. No stand-up that is sponsor-driven can say anything he wants to. Chris Rock can't. Kevin Hart can't. Cedric the Entertainer can't. D.L. Hughley can't. I can go down the list. The only person that can say what they want want to say on stage is Dave Chappelle, because he's not sponsor-driven. He's subscription-driven. He goes on to say, If I had tried to continue as a stand-up, there's no way I could maintain it. Political correctness has killed comedy. Every joke you tell now, it hurts somebody's feelings. But what people don't understand about comedians is that a joke has to be about something. It has to be about somebody. We can't write jokes about puppies all the time. The joke can't be about bushes all the time. Some of these jokes will have to be about people, because that's the most interesting topic. So if I come back, I'll have to wait until I'm done. And I'm not done. I want to do one more. I'll probably have to call it This Is It. And I might not be his biggest fan, but I would probably tune into that special. He finally does it. Comfortable leader, how you doing? In the Twitch chat, they say, uh, True, no, new generations has very, uh, very low tolerance. Well, look at how they were raised. Here's your cookie. You did good today. Look, I'm not saying that we should cater to a-holes out there. And I'm not saying that it's okay to be a jackass or to be mean. I think we all do need to work on getting along a lot better. And to do that, I think finding some humor in our differences and finding humor in our flaws is probably a pretty good thing to do. But the problem that we're at right now is the fact that you have people with a loud voice on social media who may or may not have a lot of followers, and they can isolate a small clip or something from somebody that they have a problem with, and then point to it and say, you're wrong, you should be canceled. No, that doesn't solve anything. Cancel culture solves nothing. You're not allowing people to learn. If you make a mistake, you need to be allowed to come back from that mistake. And there's different varying levels of mistakes. And that's the problem. We try to paint it with a broad brush. If you're offended, it doesn't mean you're right. I'm sorry, it doesn't. You can be offended and also be quiet about it. That's perfectly acceptable, too. But there's varying levels of this stuff. I was offended by that. I'm going to tweet about it. So what?
1: Nothing really happens when you're offended either. It's not like it gives you cancer, you know?
0: You're not solving any issues, man. I get being uncomfortable. Look, this is coming from a 41-year-old white guy from a, a family that was middle class growing up. Now more well off because my dad busted his ass. My dad went to college while he was working. Hell, I just got my degree. I went to college while I was working a full-time job. Does this make me better than anybody? Nope. It was my path that I chose. If anybody wants to make fun of me for it, go ahead. It's perfectly fine. Because I know who I am deep down. But the problem is there are people out there that do struggle with a lot of things... Because making fun of somebody in a comedy sense can be used to put a spotlight on something. It can be used to just make other people laugh when it's not a serious topic. But for a very long period of time, making fun of somebody or making a joke at somebody's expense, the intent was to hurt them. The intent was to bring them down. The intent was to do as much damage as possible, and that's where we're lost. Is what is the intent? Nobody cares about that anymore.
1: You have a kid in school, right? So, does she get picked on and pick on other kids, or does that all get oh yeah labeled as bullying now? Okay, so oh yeah, okay. I mean it's
0: it. I mean it happens, and she'll talk to us about it. And some of it's you know she gets upset about some things, and we're like, yeah, that's life, kiddo. Like you gotta you gotta get through that. And then there's other times where we're like, okay, we got to go talk to the teacher. Because this stuff is happening and they're not noticing it. But I'm also not going to paint with this broad of brush. where And especially for any kid that's in her school, I'm not going to judge any of these children for what they're doing. They're 10. Good Lord. Especially if somebody's 20, 30, 40 years old. Somebody's 75 years old. Think about all the crap that person's been through in their life. Take a step back and realize it's not the end of the world most of the time. Because even as I make that statement, I go back to things where I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of things that actually kind of were the end of the world for some people. But cancel culture eliminates any discussion. It eliminates the ability to talk it out, to figure it out, and try to find a solution and an answer and that's why we need to cancel cancel culture off my soapbox all right apparently i got you guys going over in the twitch chat nightmare rabbit says also just because you're offended doesn't mean uh the target is offended oh my god yes most of this cancel culture stuff comes from social justice warriors who aren't even a part of the original conversation I grew up in Portland, Oregon I know exactly what that's like I know exactly about social justice warriors And there's people who were the target And they're like, we don't care Like, shut up
1: And hey, like, Speedy Gonzalez got cancelled And basically all of my friends who I have here in El Paso Were like, we love Speedy Gonzalez
0: Yeah! But because somebody else was like, "Oh, well, they, we, this is this is targeting them," if they don't care, you shouldn't. But anyway, I didn't want to get too heavy-handed here, because even this next topic, we're gonna, we're stepping into Cardi B land here, folks. Cardi B breaks down uh, on the stand, apparently, as she tells a jury she felt suicidal after a blogger accused her of using hard drugs and being a prostitute. Now, mind you, this is the same woman. Wait. That used to drug men and rob them. What are you, what are you saying wait for, Tyler? Well, she,
1: she, well, I know I don't think she was a prostitute, but accused of, it says, using hard drugs? Yeah. I guess she used hard drugs to drug men.
0: And then to rob them. Yeah. Card- Cardi B revealed she felt like taking her own life after being accused by blogger Tasha K. Of not only having herpes, but working as an escort in the past. Cardi B filed a lawsuit against Tasha K over comments she made on her YouTube channel. In a series of videos, Tasha claimed Cardi had performed sex work, had an STD, and liked to take hard drugs. Well, what define, that's, uh, what's the definition of a hard drug? Cardi said that the accusations were false and caused harm to her reputation. Hmm. Because you had said, wait a minute, what, 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 Tyler, you're not a big Cardi B fan, right? Like you're not, you're not waking up and and listening to Cardi B, right?
1: No, I prefer Nicki Minaj.
0: (laughs) It's well played, sir. That's well played. You can pull that for a promo. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um... So what do you think her reputation is from, Like from an outsider who's not a big Follower or Follower, fault, Good god It's a Friday follower of hers That it's not Positive um, <clears throat> Anybody remember The song WAP I mean she didn't have the most glowing Reputation to begin with now, I don't want to make light of somebody having suicidal thoughts. Like, that's a very serious topic. That's something that hits very close to me, actually. I've had people who have who have successfully committed suicide that are close to me. I've had people who have uh, tried and failed. Hell, I've even gone through suicidal thoughts, uh, thoughts. I've been through, you know, depression and anxiety my entire adult life. It's not something to take lightly. But we're focusing more on this reputation part of the story because she's wondering you know she's the one that's claiming that it hurt her reputation that they're saying she likes to take hard drugs and that she was a prostitute when it's she's the one that has come out and said yeah i used to drug guys and rob them but then again you can flip this around as well shouldn't cardi b uh, cardi b cardi b be allowed jesus tongue twister friday shouldn't she be allowed to come back from the mistakes that she has made we were just talking about cancel culture And you have to be allowed to make mistakes and you have to be allowed to learn from them. And if she has learned from that, but then you're also down that path of, okay, so what about the victims? What happens with them? And it's, it's, this is why it's a tricky subject. And again, 41 year old white guy here. I'm not solving any of these problems. The only thing I'm hoping that I can do is start the conversation so that the people who actually know what they're talking about can discuss it because cancel culture doesn't allow that crap, man. It doesn't allow it at all. But there was she, a lot of... Oh, go ahead. Did
1: she Did she apologize for drugging men and robbing them or say that it was wrong? Oh,
0: or- I, 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 I'm not as familiar. Um,
1: I think she defended it.
0: She says, whether or not they were poor choices at the time, I did what I had to do to survive. I never claimed to be perfect or come from a perfect world. Nothing was handed to me She went on to say
1: It sounds like she's defending her actions It's not that she was sorry for doing it
0: Yeah She also says I never glorified the things I brought up in that live video I never even put those things in my music Because I'm not proud of it And feel a responsibility Not to glorify it I made the choices That I did at the time Because I had very limited options Now, I did see something very, it was a video from her, and it was actually quite brilliant. Now, again, I'm not the biggest Cardi B fan, but she was speaking to an audience, and she was telling them, it might have been a college audience, where she's like, no matter what you're doing in life, if you are in school or even if you're not, take a business class. This is something that I thought that they've needed to do for pro athletes, at least send them to a business class because you always would hear about these pro athletes from the 80s and 90s who would then go blow through all of their money and then they had nothing left. Because she, she made the comment, she, she was like, I, w- I became highly successful. I've made a ton of money, but I have to pay people to take care of my money because I don't know what I'm doing with it. If I had taken a business class, I would be, I would be better off. And I thought it was brilliant advice. That
1: is brilliant advice.
0: But a lot of people were comparing her directly with Bill Cosby I mean think about their actions right Were they kind of doing I mean the drugging aspect right Yeah
1: I don't know If it's
0: the same same. Like it's a pretty It's a it's a big Stretch to try to connect those Two Is is that what you'd say Tyler Yeah All right that's uh, some stuff in the news there some lighter stuff hey let's liven this show up a little bit everybody
1: i guess part a is the same but part b is vastly different
0: yes yeah yes 100 percent. she was robbing men of their money bill cosby was robbing women of their dignity and just every aspect of who they were as human beings quantum leap sequel pilot greenlit by nbc how's that for a smooth transition and Scott Bakula may be involved in the project. It's going to be set 30 years after the original series. Did you ever watch Quantum Leap, Tyler?
1: Yes, and I think the thing that was so great about it is how
0: campy it was. It was pretty campy.
1: Wait, I think they're going to try to make it all serious. and <laughs> I hope they make it ridiculous, at just as ridiculous as the first one was.
0: Well, the synopsis reads, it's been 30 years since Dr. Sam Beckett, who is Scott Bakula, Stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. Now, a new team has been assembled to restart the project in the hopes of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man who created it. So, even if they try to go the serious route, would you at least check this out?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to check it
0: out. <laughs> I never watched Quantum Leap, but I did watch Sliders. <laughs> it's like the same. Well, not the same,
1: but I mean, it was a very similar, si- yeah.
0: It's just you kind of, yeah, it's essentially kind of the same subject. But Sliders was after, right? Wasn't Sliders late 90s, I think?
1: Yeah, it was after.
0: And Quantum Leap was a lot earlier. But yeah, it looks like they're working on a sequel. And finally, some sad news for Tyler. Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet divorcing after 16 years together.
1: It's not just sad news for me. I think it's sad news for everybody
0: else. Uh, yeah, but I got to point that out because it, honestly, as Tyler and I were, were talking earlier this week or yesterday, he made... he. he it, shock he's like oh my god i can't believe that that jason momoa and lisa benet are are divorcing says says here that momoa shared the news on instagram with a statement and some artistic photos oh you can follow him on 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 instagram clearly he needs the followers he's only at 16.6 million He says we have all felt the squeeze and changes of these transformational times. A revolution is unfolding and our family is of no exception. Feeling and growing from the seismic shifts occurring. And so we share our family news that we are parting ways in marriage. We share this not because we think it's newsworthy, but so but so that as we go about our lives, we may do so with dignity and honesty. The love between us carries on, evolving in ways it wishes to be known and lived we free each other to be who we are learning to become our devotion unwavering to the sacred life and our children teaching our children what's possible living the prayer may love prevail and you know what's interesting one of the first things that i thought of is that she's still really close with lenny kravitz he was close with lenny kravitz who is lisa bonnet's ex so don't you just have this feeling that, that even though they're not going to be married, they're still just going to be super cool with each other? Am I the only I one hope, that feels that? I hope so. It was always it was always enjoyable seeing all of them um, posting and kind of showing how that even post-divorce life, you can still get along. It says here, Momoa and Bene started dating in 2005. They married in 2017. They share two children, 14-year-old Lola and 12-year-old Nakoa Wolf benet was previously married to lenny kravitz with whom she shares daughter zoe kravitz oh who's awesome oh and she's gonna be Catwoman, dude zoe kravitz is amazing if you never went and watched on hulu the tv series of um high fidelity go check it out it was it was really i was really well done and i was pissed when they they canceled that stinking thing but yeah some sad news for everybody that uh jason momoa and lisa benet are divorcing (laughs) I got some uh, sports news here. It looks like Amari Cooper, he broke protocol, man. He went to a Dallas Mavericks game and didn't wear a mask. Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper has been fined $14,650. bucks. That is nothing to that guy. But he was fined by the NFL for violating the COVID-19 protocols for unvaccinated players. By attending a Dallas Mavericks game last week and not wearing a mask. Not only is he not vaccinated, he also wasn't wearing a mask. Prior to attending the Mavericks game, Cooper was on the sideline at the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, cheering on Alabama versus Cincinnati. Cooper was with his teammates, CeeDee Lamb and Trayvon Diggs. But since they have been vaccinated, they do not have the same restrictions, and they were not fined. course we'll get to that nfl uh playoff preview coming up here jj watt looking like he's gonna re- he's returned to practice it's uncertain if he's gonna make it back by monday but he potentially could play for the cardinals and a lot of people when he signed with the cardinals a lot of people were like yeah all right look like, he's well past his prime he's not the same jj watt like this isn't anywhere near where he used to be i believe his stats show otherwise he was uh, one of the big forces there for for the cardinals early on in the season The Cardinals defensive lineman J.J. Watt practiced Thursday for the first time since he injured his left shoulder against the Houston Texans on October 24th, his former team. Coach Cliff uh, Kingsbury said he was very limited, but was able to take part in some drills. He went on to say, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves for whether he's going to play or not for a while, but it's great having him back out there. And this is going to be a big, 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 Kind of playoff weekend here coming up because you have games tomorrow, games Sunday, and games on Monday as well for the uh, for the NFL playoffs. Playoffs. Damn it! I had a tab here with a playoff preview and uh, it went away. It had the schedule and everything, so I didn't have to remember the darn thing. Although here's an interesting tweet that I found interesting. It's Friday, man. I just said interesting twice. Bill Belichick has drafted twelve quarterbacks since joining the playoffs, or since joining the Patriots in two thousand. Seven of them are in the playoffs. You got Mac Jones as his starter, Jarrett Stidham is the backup, Jimmy Garoppolo, San Francisco starter, Zach Robinson. He's the assistant quarterbacks coach for the LA Rams. Kevin O'Connell is the offensive coordinator for the LA Rams. Cliff Kingsbury is the head coach for the Arizona Cardinals, and of course, you have Tom Brady. He is the Tampa Bay starter. So over the weekend, you got the Raiders taking on the Bengals, Patriots taking on the Bills, Steelers taking on the Chiefs. And then in the NFC, you've got the Eagles taking on the Buccaneers. This shows only a plus uh, nine and a half for the Eagles. I thought that was more, but you do have the Steelers at plus 12 and a half against the Chiefs. And then you got the Niners taking on the Cowboys, Cardinals taking on the Rams. I'm... Pretty darn excited about that Niners-Cowboys game just because it brings back old memories. Just those old-school Cowboys-Niners games. Those were so much fun to watch. Although, Tyler is a Packer fan. I got a question for
1: you. I used to be a Niners fan,
0: though. Uh, Joe Montana, Steve Young, what, what did it for you? Jerry Rice? All three. Really? Oh, yeah. So when, did you, when would you say you made the transition to becoming a Packers fan?
1: Oh man, Um, I think in college Right at the end of Favre's career
0: All right. so as a Packers fan Would you be Okay with Aaron Rodgers leads The Packers to a Super Bowl victory Not just the Super Bowl, like you get the championship This year But then he's gone
1: I would be okay with that, yeah
0: And then you have Jordan Love And you don't get another Super Bowl For a minimum of 15 years
1: well then no i'm not
0: okay with that. <laughs> i just wanted to throw that caveat in there because i had a feeling that you would you would take it but i wasn't quite sure all right I final think, final yeah, sports story
1: love is gonna it's gonna step it up
0: again you could go back and you can watch one of aaron rogers first games and chris collinsworth is making the comments he's like yeah the, the green bay packers aren't gonna win a lot of games if aaron Rodgers plays like this I was thinking about that today. I was listening to Dan Patrick this morning, and they were on the topic of Aaron Rodgers. They were talking about specifically who's the quarterback that's under the most pressure in these playoffs. And they were talking like Matthew Stafford with the Rams, Josh Allen with the Bills, uh, and Aaron Rodgers with the Packers. And as I was thinking about it, Aaron Rodgers might be my favorite quarterback to watch. I know Patrick Mahomes does some really cool stuff. I know that he's a ton of fun to watch as well, but for myself, I just—I've always enjoyed watching Aaron Rodgers play. Just and some of the plays that he makes and how he makes it look so effortless—I've always enjoyed it.
1: The Packers always had, well, not always, but they've had what Favre was like that too.
0: But yeah, well, and they just—they just, looked great. Going back-to-back from Favre to Rodgers, that's, like, unheard of in the NFL. Hell, as a Patriots fan, I'm hoping we get that with Mac Jones. I hope we get half of that with Mac Jones. I mean, we had 20 years of Brady, for crying out loud. So there's apparently a loophole that might allow Kyrie Irving to play in Brooklyn, like to play in home games. It says, due to New York City regulations for persons that are not vaccinated for COVID-19, Irving is prohibited from playing in games held in Brooklyn's Barclays Center, in Manhattan's Madison Square Garden, he is, however, allowed to practice with the team as the uh, with the team at the Nets' facility, as it's deemed a private building. So essentially, the only thing here is that the, you get fined if you if you go out and you and you you kind of break these protocols. So the first offense results in a warning. So if he were to go play a home game, he would be warned. The second game, he would be fined $1,000. By the third game, he would be fined $2,000. And then each offense from that point on is a $5,000 fine. So you're already paying his salary, and he's not playing at home. He's playing, he's playing road games, but he's not playing at home because of New York City's regulations. So people are starting to wonder, are the Nets going to essentially say... Go play and we will pay the fines. And would you be okay with that? Because the NBA would obviously have a major PR nightmare on their hands because of the optics of that. Because it's the team buying their way out of COVID protocols is what it is. And that's the kind of stuff that they obviously they don't want to have to deal with. But that is a loophole that they were uh, that they're looking at there.
1: And all right. Those fines are super tiny.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, like it's only like I mean, I think they, I think they added everything up, and it would only, uh, it would only amount to, a hundred and seventy something thousand dollars if you were to play every home game for the rest of the regular season, and if they played all, ho- not not, all- God, how was it explained? If every se- if they if they win the championship, and every series goes the maximum number of games. All of the fines for all of those home games would still only be like 170 thousand dollars. So there's a lot of people who are like, well, why wouldn't the That's just paid. You're already paying his gigantic-ass salary. Right. You'd make, that, you'd make way more than that back. Yeah. Think about how much more merch you would sell. Oh, I don't even know if that would necessarily change it, but whatever. All right, but that does it for our topics today. Tyler, you know what that means, don't you? Sure do. It is time for five fast questions. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyler Surprete, you have the questions, I will have the answers. Fire away.
1: Number one, what advice do you have to teenagers?
0: Uh, don't take yourself too seriously.
1: Number two, what screams, I'm insecure as hell? Bragging. Number three, what's your best example of, it hurts, but it's a good hurt?
0: using Listerine
1: number four what movie has the best twist
0: I know a lot of people would say um, Sixth Sense but I'm going Cabin in the Woods number five what's the
1: worst thing a doctor could say during surgery
0: Ooh, I've never seen that before and that is your five fast questions Alright, let's do a little bit deeper dive in some of these topics First question was what,
1: Tyler? First question was, what advice do you have to teenagers?
0: Uh, What would you say? What would be your advice to teenagers?
1: I would say be nice to everyone You never know who's going to make it
0: Yeah, I mean, I would would go along with that as well But I don't think it would be Be nice to everyone because you don't know who's going to make it I'd say just be nice to everyone because you want people to be nice to you
1: no man, you gotta you gotta find out who you're gonna glom onto.
0: <laughs> you gotta find out who's uh, who's posse you're gonna become a member of.
1: Yeah, do you ever see that Family Guy with uh, Lois Griffin? And, oh, uh, and uh, was it Gene Simmons? Yeah, Gene Simmons.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because she she used to hook up with Gene uh, Simmons back in the day, right?
1: Yep. Just make yourself available. You never know who's really famous <laughs> or something
0: like that. I do stop and and think about if there's anybody that I I really ever knew that made it big no <laughs> all right what was the second question
1: uh, the second question was what screams I'm insecure as hell
0: for me it's bragging like if you're if you're one of those people that, that needs to go out and brag about just the, your accomplishments or anything your accomplishments should speak for themselves you don't need to go brag about yourself what about you Tyler what screams insecure to you I
1: don't know. I'm the greatest person ever, so I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Now, I went with ridiculously fast or expensive cars, especially in a city like L.A., where you can't really, you don't really drive.
0: Yeah, you're just going to be stuck in traffic the whole time. But
1: what if you're just a big car fan? Well, if you're like a collector like Jay Leno, that's completely different. Ah, okay.
0: All right, what uh, what was the next one?
1: Number three, what's your best example of, it hurts, but it's a good hurt?
0: Oh man, yeah, that one, Listerine, because I, I like feel like my mouth's,
1: answer.
0: I feel like my mouth's getting clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have an example? Uh, massage. Like that deep tissue,
1: huh? Oh god, it hurts so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Other ones too, or um, like later on in the day, like if you had a really good workout and you're sore, that to me is that's a, that's a good one as well. Uh, what was the next question?
1: Twitchy when it says scratching my head. How hard do you scratch your head, man?
0: I think he's. Are you scratching your head because you're, you're trying to think of an answer, or it hurts so good is, scratching your head. Because then I, I I throw it right back to Tyler. Uh, Tyler's question of how hard are you scratching your head?
1: Are you using like a like a nail to scratch your head?
0: Yeah. Dandruff. Dandruff. <laughs>
1: all right what was the uh Uh, number four what movie has the best twist
0: oh i see i think most people go six cents because i mean that's kind of consensus don't you think for most people yeah there's that twist at the end spoiler alert i see dead people and we find out that bruce willis is dead the whole time although one of my favorite lines from the league i think it was from the league when uh, Taco makes the comment, he's like, did you know that that guy was Bruce Willis the whole time? Like, he thought that was the twist. It was revealed yeah. that he's Bruce Willis. <laughs> Good times. Um, but Cabin in the Woods, I go with that one just because that's a movie I, I can't promote enough. Now, coincidentally enough, we're going back to all the way at the beginning of the show here. We were talking about the cameo that I bought for my wife. When I was in Portland, I was researching the hell out of that. I was trying to figure out who can I get for my wife for a cameo and as i was you know with my mom and my sister talking about it my mom asked me who i would want and i think i landed on chris hemsworth i think it'd be really cool to get to get a uh, a cameo from him cuz he just seems like a rad dude like he just seems so cool and how dumb did i just sound by saying rad dude but that movie What's that?
1: Wasn't gonna say anything.
0: <laughs> Don't wait. hey I got it covered. I got it covered, baby. Um, but cabinet—have you ever seen *Cabin in the Woods*, Tyler? I think so. That you would remember it. It's got—it does have Chris uh-huh. Hemsworth and some other actors that you might recognize from some other places. And it starts off like your typical horror movie. It's a group of teens heading over to, um, heading over to. Uh, um that goes is- go for a stay at a cabin in the woods right
1: do we need to do a spoiler alert here
0: uh, yeah before yeah before I say anything if you guys have not seen it God see I I, I don't want people to tune out because I don't want to ruin it uh, look I'll tell you it's just awesome I won't I won't old. ruin it it's it's an old movie isn't it yeah it's like 10 years old at least I think let me Google it let' me look that up but yeah,
1: it's it's eleven years old. I mean, you yeah. haven't seen it now.
0: But I see, think that's we're the, past the, yeah. Uh, but 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 I also think that a lot of people didn't go see it because they th- it's it's not really portrayed as the movie that it comes off as. Like, there's a major twist in that movie that happens where you're like, "Wow, that was awesome." I think Joss Whedon was uh, yeah, it was produced by Joss Whedon. But yeah, it I mean, it's just. It's so good. And it's one of those movies, too, that I started multiple times. And I've, I've talked about this and Ghost Ship. And both of those movies were ones that I would get home, I would turn on, I would watch, like, the first scene. Now, the first scene for each movie, we're talking different ends of the spectrum here. Because Cabin in the Woods is very typical. In the sense, it shows the, the, the group of kids getting ready to go, you know, stay at a cabin in the woods. Whereas okay. Ghost Ship starts with that cable snapping. What were we gonna say, Tyler?
1: I remember Cabin in the Woods now. Yeah, it's uh, kind of it gets a little funky.
0: Yeah, and then that twist, I was like, that that's awesome, that's amazing. But both of those movies, I w- I started multiple times, but I would always fall asleep because I'd always started when I would get home at like one a.m. or two a.m. or something like that. Or just, I, it, was, I was, it was always super late, and I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot, and then... I'm out like a light. It's so good. So good. Highly recommend Cabin in the Woods. Maybe that's something we could do here in El Paso. We need to reach out to either Flick's Brewhouse or Alamo Draft House or one of those, and we can go do a big movie night here in El Paso, and we'll go do, like, Cabin in the Woods or something like that. Get a beer, get some popcorn, and watch it. Or, or Hell, we'll do a double viewing. We'll do a... Um, both 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 ghost ship and cabin in the woods how's that sound
1: there you go
0: and what was our see, final you ever
1: read? see tucker and dale versus evil
0: yes and i love oh tucker God. and dale versus evil it's got alan Tudyk in it
1: yes that is a great movie
0: alan Tudyk, born here in el paso by the way we oh
1: actually i have some uh some good answers for number three and four actually oh we'll, so we'll go said, back yeah and massage for it hurts so good but also futurama the dog scene? Oh yeah. Ugh. There's a lot like that though.
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. Drama, man. It hurts so good. Um, and then for number four, Fight Club it has a great twist. And also, yes. one probably people didn't don't think about. Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back.
0: Yeah, I think it's because it's just it's almost like common knowledge now. Like people yeah. forget that that was the twist. Did I ever show you the picture of my kid? When she found out. No. We were watching Star Wars. We watched the original, and then we got to Empire Strikes Back. And it's a little bit blurry because I was trying to to set up the can- like my phone without being obvious. But I, I got her reaction to finding out that Darth Vader, spoiler alert, is Luke Skywalker's father. All right. Moving on to number five. What was number five?
1: What's the worst thing a doctor could say during surgery?
0: Oh, yeah. Could you imagine if you were awake during a surgery and you hear, whew, never seen that before. Jesus. Did I ever tell you that I was awake during a surgery and I felt them cut into me?
1: You felt it like...
0: I felt the pain of the scalpel going into my skin. It wasn't numbed at all? Oh, it was. So, oh. it was for an elbow surgery. And the whole thing was numb and it's, and it's really weird Because it's numb All the way up to your neck All the way down to your hand And it's My arm's is flopping around And it's And you can You feel Your arm flopping around But you don't feel it in your arm Does that make sense? Mm, kind of Like, like you, can, you can sense that your arm is moving Like near your shoulder So you can sense that it's being moved But you can't feel Feel your actual arm And then when you look and you see it and they're touching it You feel nothing So That's they weird. they had my arm On the table ready to go And they Had put me in like that that Twilight haze a little bit And All of a sudden I felt this This pain in my elbow And I looked at the doctor And I was like should I feel that? And he, he he looked stunned Which That was not a good sign And he goes Wait You felt that? Where? I said my elbow Like I can I Like my, my elbow hurt And he goes We're gonna put you under Cause originally <laughs> They don't they, He's like They didn't want to put me All the way under Because if they do that It's way more difficult To wake you up There's way more complications It's just It's a whole new process When they completely Put you under for surgery And They didn't want to do that Um But they ended up having to do it because I I felt him cut into my arm. (laughs) And it did not feel good. But I was so high. I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And third grade, I broke my wrist. And so they gave me something so it would numb the pain, right? And when they reset my wrist, I felt that. But I don't remember anything after it.
0: (laughs) So it numbed everything after the, the thing it was supposed to. Take away the pain from. Oh, my God. That sucks.
1: Yeah. It was, the, the. I think, probably the most painful thing I've ever experienced. And I had my wisdom teeth
0: pulled. And I actually had my two front teeth pulled when I was a kid, too. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Yep. See, I had no problems with my wisdom teeth, actually. My wisdom teeth were, like, I was eating pizza that night. But my sister, on the other hand, holy cow, she... She ballooned up. She just her whole, you know, jawline and neck just got swollen up, and I mean it was pretty brutal for her. Where for myself, yeah, it wasn't so bad. I had no problems with it whatsoever.
1: Well, lucky you.
0: <laughs> so, how did you break your wrist?
1: I was I was in the scouts and I was running around in the woods and I tripped and fell and my wrists uh landed on a
0: branch oh
1: yeah it i can i heard it snap it sounded just like a branch snapping
0: i was gonna say it sound like the branch snapped and then you realized oh that's my
1: wrist yeah i couldn't move my uh hand anymore and i was like i think i broke (sighs) my wrist
0: dude that sucks most painful thing i've ever been through was uh kidney stones that's a prolonged pain that was I, I i get it mixed up now is either right after my 34th birthday or right after my 35th birthday i can't remember which one but i woke up the day after my birthday and my back hurt and it just it was the the pain just wasn't going away and it was it was shocking to me how painful it was and i was living with my mom at the time and she essentially stayed upstairs and I, I stayed downstairs and it got to the point where she didn't see me for like 24 hours. because I didn't get up from the chair. I mean, I think I may have gotten some food, but I was just downstairs and finally my mom came downstairs to check on me because she was like, I haven't seen you in a, in a day. And I was like, I think I have kidney stones. So I'm curled up in a ball. And then I passed them. Nope, 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 nope. Never want to do it again, man. All right. This has been a weird show today, man. We need to do Friday shows more often, Tyler.
1: <laughs> it's been kind of all over
0: the place. I, I know, right? Well, to wrap things up, we're going to do some uh, basic cooking tricks and tips that can kind of help you help you around the kitchen because I've essentially gotten back into cooking. I've always enjoyed cooking. Um I find it very relaxing. It's something that has helped me with my anxiety, and it also helps with uh, with depression as well because it gets me up and moving and doing something. And it, it and you know and when the meal comes out great, ah, oh, from for me, there's not a lot that has a better feeling than that. That when you when you take your time, you make a meal and it turns out good. So one of the uh, the first ones on this list here: don't overcrowd the pan. If, I mean, obviously, if you're cooking something, you just shove a whole bunch of crap in there. Guess what? It's not going to work out for you, and you're not going to want to overcrowd your pan. Number two, and this would be if, like, you're making a steak or something like that. Don't let red meat sit, or I'm sorry, let red meat sit before cutting into it. Like, if you're done cooking the steak and you immediately start cutting into it, you're losing all the juices. You want it to uh, kind of stay in there a little bit. This allows the juices to settle, before you cut into the meat. The meat will continue to cook while it is in foil. If you prefer a medium steak, you can always wrap it in foil to keep cooking a little bit there. Does it say how long? Because I had never heard that before. Um, It doesn't. uh, About five minutes. Okay. It says carefully wrap the steak in foil and let it sit for approximately five minutes. Next tip on here. Store spices in the right location. Yeah, there's a lot of people that store their spices right above the stove. And you're getting all of that steam and everything coming up when you're boiling water or you're making anything. And it's coming up there, and that's going to affect your spices. So what you want to do is you want to make sure you keep them away from that summer. You want to keep them where it's going to be dry and cool. Shut off the stove before eggs are done. It's one way to ruin an egg is to overdo it. So when you notice that it's starting to get done... Just flip off that burner. It's going to stay hot. It's still going to continue to cook. Like when you turn off the burner, it's not like it immediately stops cooking. This is a trick that I had not heard of at all. But when you're chopping up your herbs, chop herbs with salt. To prevent herbs from flying all over the place when chopping, sprinkle a bit of salt onto the board. This will keep them in place. I'm going to have to try that later when I'm making something. Well, How does that work? I don't know. I'm going to have to give it a shot. Uh, Next one on the list adds uh, salt to boiling pasta water. There was a common myth when it came to adding salt where it was, this is a catalyst that helps the water boil faster. And I think that that has since been debunked. Did you ever hear that myth, Tyler? Yeah. raises the boiling point. Adding salt to water is going to do two things to water's physical properties. It will raise the boiling point and it will lower the specific heat. These two changes actually work together. Raising the uh, the boiling point will make the water boil slower. Next one on the list, use pasta water. To create a pot pa- actually, I didn't even go back and say why we should add salt to uh, boiling pasta water. It says here when you make pasta, salting boiling water will add flavor from the inside out. So that's essentially what you're getting there. So if you're just making spaghetti or something, add a little salt in there. I do Next. it all the time. <laughs> Next one on the list, use pasta water to create a pasta sauce. I mean you're just gonna add more uh more flavor there, right? Says if you thought your pasta tasted good before, wait until you try this trick. Before dumping used pasta water, add a cup of it to your saucepan. Then add the pasta directly into the skillet. The salty water will add more flavor to your dish. Got a few more here. Always keep a few essentials on hand. Yes, because it's always one of the worst things when you go to make something and you don't have it. It's easy to get creative when you have uh, the kind of basics that you need. You know, like chicken breast, hamburger meat, things like that. But then also when it comes to the spices, like you should always have like a garlic powder, probably an onion powder, things like that. Things that you're going to typically use. I mean, you know how you cook. Here's one that I've used quite frequently. Use a paper towel to preserve vegetables. This was a trick that I learned about spinach. You know, you can get them in those kind of big plastic containers. If you leave it too long, it's, it, it's when it, it, uh, it gets all soggy and gross and almost liquidy. And a way that you can prevent that is essentially if you take out, if you open that up and you wrap the spinach in a paper towel, it lasts like God, at least twice as long, if not even longer than that. And that's essentially what happens here with these other ones. It says it never feels good to throw away food you haven't touched, Essentially, uh, especially produce. Prolong the life of vegetables by wrapping them loosely in a dry paper towel and placing them in a resealable plastic bag. Oxygen is not a friend of vegetables. So get as much air out of the containers and bags before sealing. Also avoid washing until you are ready to eat the produce. And the final one on here, keep the root of the onion intact to help with slicing. I learned this one from Rachel Ray, actually. Her show was on, and I was, I was checking it out. And this one had to do with uh, um, like you, can, you keep the root on one end, and then you slice, but you make sure that the root is always there. So if you're dicing it, you can go this way, turn it, go this way, and then this way. And it makes it nice and easy. Tyler, just put the uh, the tips in there. Did you notice the website that I got this from?
1: TheEveryGirl.com.
0: TheEveryGirl.com, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you do. It's, we come here for TheEveryGirl.com. It's like when we play video games. You come for the video games, you stay for the sound effects because I like to make sound, uh, make sound effects when we play games. All right, that's going to wrap up the show today. Uh, I don't want to start the music quite yet just because, you know, then we really got to wrap up. But we got a lot of fun stuff in store here. I think we might end up playing. Maybe if we have some time, we might play some uh, some video games coming up later. Uh, stay tuned. We're gonna get locked in on a more consistent schedule. I think maybe next Thursday. Tyler and I were gonna try to do the show on Thursday. I guess it would technically be Thursday evening, right? Like around six o'clock. Yeah. Wasn't that, that, wasn't that the goal?
1: So that's what I we're shooting th- for. Yeah, I think we should try it.
0: We'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. But on that note, it is Friday. I hope you guys have yourself a fantastic week, uh, fantastic weekend. A couple of things of note before we wrap up here. If you're driving, put your fucking phone down. I'm out on the road, and I constantly see people buried in their phone. Put it down. It is not that goddamn important. Traffic will move so much better if everybody's focused on driving, not anything but driving. Again off my soapbox But have a great weekend Maybe we'll stream this weekend at some point I don't know make sure you guys have those notifications turned on So you can tune in um, You will go pop up on your phone there When we hop online You can always head on over to my YouTube channel The Real Lorian, over there So you can watch all the clips if you would like Make sure you're subscribing Again donations Tyler and I will do a cameo for you Twenty dollar donation. We'll send you a message. We'll personalize it however you want. As long as it's something nice, we won't do anything mean. Or we could even do this: send us a cameo, and you can make it mean if you'd like. You can even make fun of me. That's fine. You don't have to make fun of Tyler. You can make fun of me. I'll, I'll be the uh, I'll be the brunt of it if you'd like. I think it'd be hilarious. On that note, you Tyler. Go, make
1: fun of me. That's fine.
0: There you go. You can make fun of Tyler too. Tyler, anything else for the show?
1: Uh, nope. Just please share. Thank you all for watching. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll uh, yeah, if you be later,
0: yeah, if you play Halo or anything, we had a ton of people last night, so we're always welcoming more people into Original Gamer Life. Check it out on Twitter and uh, on Telegram. Original Gamer Life, baby. Goodbye.